All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Not Another Whiskey Podcast. I sounded like Ooh. some kind of basketball commentator there. That was that was kind of weird. Um, you sure did, Mitch. <laughs> as always, I'll be your play-by-play guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm joined by my Scottish stroke American co-host, Nicholas Palaki, in the seat. You know, usually with our episodes, we do things that are quite lighthearted. But now and again here, we do like to get into issues, I suppose, and, and, and subjects within the Scotch whiskey industry and the whiskey industry in general that are kind of looked at in a way that people want to want to gloss over, let's say. Uh, we haven't done that this week. We've, uh, we've sat down with our good friend Becky Paskin. And for those that haven't heard of Becky Paskin before, a journalist within the Scotch whiskey industry and someone who's been very on the front of talking about women within the Scotch whiskey industry and the whiskey industry. And I sat down with her and we talked about a lot of things to do with how the industry is progressing in this regard. All right, Becky, welcome back to the show. Um, so little tidbit for you, Becky, before we get into this, you're now in the Not Another Whiskey podcast Hall of Fame as the only guest still to co-host and you join the likes of Charlie McLean and Brendan McCarran to have the honour of being on the show twice now. So Becky, you must be doing something right. Well done and welcome to the show again. Well, I think it's the uh, the bribe you're handing me every month, Mitch. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. <laughs> Bro, no, it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure to have you back on again. No, I love it. And it, it seems like you've been busier than ever, mate. I mean, I'm constantly seeing you at distilleries, and when you're not at distilleries, I'm seeing you on the TV most Sundays. Uh, and then you just came back from T Tales of the Cocktail, where we first met, even though you don't remember us first meeting at Tales of the Cocktail. I don't remember most Tales of the Cocktails, if I'm quite honest. <laughs> I, think, I think it's worth explaining exactly what Tales of the Cocktail is, because I'm assuming most of your listeners are based in the UK uh, and maybe aren't necessarily in the trade. And this is, Tales of the Cocktail is a cocktail conference, which is every bit as insane, crazy, busy and messy and fun as it sounds. And it's in New Orleans every July. And New Orleans in the summer is just the most disgusting, sweaty, sweaty. Uh, hot box. It's yeah. just, it's swampville. It's really sweaty and gross, but it's a really fun um, week of seminars, talking about drinks, talking about cocktails, learning, parties, and meeting lots of amazing people like Mitch, who, when was the last time you went to Tales, Mitch? I haven't uh, seen that I mean, the same as you, I, I can't remember because they all blend into one. I think I went to eight, maybe nine Tales of the Cocktail. It would have been, oh, let me think, like maybe 2018, 2017 was the last time I was there. But yeah, you're right, it's just a sweaty load of swampiness. But aside yeah. from tales, how's things been going? What's been happening in your life, your whirlwind life that you have? <laughs> uh, well, we're actually just picking back up. We're filming for Love Your Weekend on our ITV with Alan and Titchmarsh, which is exciting. Uh, actually heading off to film my uh, next episode tomorrow uh, down on a farm in Hampshire, which is really, really fun. What else have been doing? A lot of work with the Our Whiskey Foundation. We've really ramped up a lot of the work we're doing and we've got a lot of big projects that we're focusing on. Our mentorship programme is going great guns. We have so far put 150 women through our mentorship programme, uh, all working in the whiskey industry. And we've helped a lot of those women achieve promotions and new jobs and uh, get a 
step ahead on their career ladder. Uh, we're just opening applications for 2024 already. So our fourth intake already at the R Whiskey Foundation. And you know, we've not been going that long. So it's kind of amazing. It's amazing. I, I, I love you know, what you're doing there. I was going to come on to that later on, but it's good. we can, we can okay. jump into that now. You know, I think that's a fantastic example of you putting your, your, your kind of mouth where you're, Money is. Wait a minute. What's the saying I'm looking for here? Your your money, money where your mouth is. Money where your mouth is. Yeah. Where did I get that? The wrong. I said right? that we're, we're a non-profit, so there's not much money, but. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've been a mentor now since its inception. I'm a huge fan of it. I think this is my third mentee that I'm on at the moment, and I'm a huge fan of of what you're doing there. I think it's a great idea. I'd love to see more companies do things like this and i don't know why it's not happening more within the industry there's quite a few companies that i can think of that should be doing this if i'm perfectly honest i won't name them on here how many how many um people how many ladies have gone through that now did you say 150 so wow. far 150 ladies from across the world so all, all different backgrounds uh, it's open to women and non-binary individuals and We've had women from all kind of backgrounds, uh, tour guides and brand ambassadors and bartenders through to brand managers, marketing managers, uh, women who want to start their own distillery, start their own brands. And we've paired them with mentors around the world, people like yourself, Mitch, to really help them achieve their goals. We've we put them through workshops. So they have different workshops every month, including uh, looking at confidence and proving your confidence and tackling imposter syndrome through to presentation skills. We had the wonderful uh, Stu and Grant Ralph doing a, pre a presentation on presenting <laughs> for, for, our, for our ladies last year. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's been a really wonderful experience and um, we have a networking platform for them all to, to get to know each other. And it's so nice seeing groups of these women going out into whiskey festivals and visiting distilleries and going to conferences together and meeting in real life. What I want to do, Becky, is I'm going to put the link for, in the show notes and you're going to do a plug at the end of the show. But I want to get back to the podcast quickly because last time you were on the show was March 2022. Can you believe that? Wow, sir. Yeah. What's that, about like, a year and a half? Gosh. Seems like, seems like just yesterday, right? We recorded a great episode with Daz, RIP, um, where we got into inclusive. He's, he's not really dead. <laughs> he's not really dead. He's just dead to the show. Um, but we got into inclusivity within the whiskey industry, and I'm saddened but not surprised that we're going to have this conversation again today. Um, before we get into, I want to dig into this questionnaire that you put out to 600 females within the whiskey industry. Becky, why are we still having this conversation about sexism within the whiskey industry? And do you think we will ever stop having it within our lifetime? I hope so. You know, there's the I set up the R Whiskey Foundation in March 22, which was probably why we spoke last time, um, with the main goal of being irrelevant at some point. I didn't want the foundation to live forever because once we've achieved our goals of parity within the whiskey industry for everybody then we become irrelevant. The sad truth is that there's still a lot of work to be done to achieve true equality within within whiskey, within a lot of different areas of, of society and life, if I'm honest, but particularly within whiskey, which is a industry that you and I both absolutely love. So this is our corner of the world. This is our little slice and and what what can we do to make that more inclusive and more welcoming for more people on both sides 
in the trade and also consumers, people who love a dram in a pub. Well, let's hope you don't have to do this for too long. Um, hopefully we see it kind of disappearing. Not that I want to see you disappear, obviously, but I definitely want to see the whole sexism part of, of, of um, what's going on within the whiskey industry disappear soon. So let, let's rewind a little bit. You go down to Tales of the Cocktail, which we've talked about already. You do a seminar called Do You Even Drink Whiskey, which you had some great people on board with, including my good friend, Tracy Franklin. And then from that, you get an overwhelming response to questions that you asked within the industry. So I looked through some of these results, right, which most of which were shocking, but not surprising, unfortunately, um, because, I, you know, I, just from a guy, I've seen some of this this firsthand, obviously not to me. But can you tell our listeners about some of the answers that you got here and some of the results that you got through this questionnaire? Sure. You know, I, I, th I think it's worth giving a bit of an idea of background of, of why we decided to conduct this survey. And we were going to tell the cocktail to do a seminar around some of the challenges that women face and also some of the work the Our Whiskey Foundation is doing to support women in the industry. And as part of that, we wanted to get our own data to support some of the arguments that we we knew some of the challenges that women are facing in the industry. We, you know, myself, Tracy Franklin, I always have Millie Milliken, who uh, is head of content for the Our Whiskey Foundation. Um, Jackie Zykin was part of this process as well. And uh, Naomi Leslie, who works for the Balvenie. And we all know some of the issues that women face, but we wanted to put numbers behind that. What we didn't anticipate is the sheer volume of responses. We had over 600 from women all across the world in different parts of the industry. And the results were so shocking that we decided not to just keep it hidden in some room in a hotel in New Orleans. We decided to actually publish them and, and make them known. I think it's interesting you say, what are the most shocking figures to come out of this survey? Well, none of them are surprising, first of all. Um, for loads of us who work in the whiskey industry, there's it just backed up a lot of what we thought was happening already. And personally, I have to say, a lot of messages I've had from women after revealing these results have been along the lines of, thank you for creating this survey. We now finally have the data to back up our experiences. And in a weird way, we feel comforted to know we're not alone in our experiences, which is horrific to think because I suppose the most shocking ones uh, are going to be around the sexual harassment. And, and that's where a lot of uh, newspapers and news outlets have really picked up on this. So 70% of uh, women who responded to the survey have experienced inappropriate or sexual remarks while doing their job. Uh, a third of women have been inappropriately touched while doing their job. And that number rises to almost half of all women in consumer facing roles. Uh, they've been inappropriately touched while doing their job. It's, it's something that didn't surprise me, but I suppose once we've released these figures, it's something that's possibly shocked a lot of the industry and probably a lot of consumers as well, who maybe they'd not seen this in the course of their work or perhaps as a consumer if you're if, you know a lover of whiskey you've not noticed it but for the women who are working within the whiskey industry it's a very real daily concern for us um, and a lot of a lot of this kind of 
I suppose the the sexual harassment we can we can umbrella that term results from I suppose uh, an unconscious bias that whiskey has um it has this reputation of being a man's drink and that itself stems from decades and decades of male targeted advertising so whiskey was always pitched as being a drink for men and the result of that is widespread unconscious bias and microaggressions that are directed towards women. So we spoke to women who were in consumer-facing roles, and 80% of people who uh, replied to the survey are in consumer-facing roles, like conducting tours at distilleries or conducting a tasting, or maybe they're a brand ambassador or they work behind a bar. So of those women, almost 90% have been spoken over or had their knowledge questioned and 83% have experienced customers preferring to speak to a male colleague now that might not sound like much to you if you're if you've never experienced that or maybe just a one-off instance you can just shrug off and and disregard but if that's your life if that's your reality of constantly being spoken over and having uh, consumers wanting to speak to a male colleague and disregarding your expertise and your knowledge purely on the basis of your gender, it gets really difficult to, it, it slashes your confidence. Mm -hmm. It makes you wonder what you're doing in this industry if you're never taken seriously. Um, the one thing we didn't dive into too much was how much women felt supported by others around them. And I think that's definitely an area that the Our Whiskey Foundation, we want to really focus on and, and dive a bit more into creating some workshops that really tackle unconscious bias and bystander syndrome. Uh, because I think everybody needs to be equipped with the skills and the knowledge of how to uh, deal with situations like that, whether you're the person receiving the inappropriate behaviour or you're the person standing on the side witnessing it. It's shocking. Um, it really is. Uh, and it's it's sad that, like I said at the start of the show, that we're having this conversation in 2023. In the previous episode that, that we recorded together, one of the points that I made that, you know, I'm a middle-aged, well, I don't know if I'm middle-aged anymore. I suppose I am still middle-aged, just. Uh, a middle-aged Scottish guy, you know, who's white. So talking about discrimination and sexism, for me, within the Scotch whiskey industry is, is challenging, right? Um, because... I personally haven't really experienced it. I've I've been there when my colleagues who are female have experienced it and I've always, always called it out, which I know everyone else that I know within the industry does as well if they ever see it. But, you know, it, I was thinking about this and it did happen to me when I was younger. And when I was younger and starting off my whiskey career, it was always the older guys who would call me out, call me like, oh, you know, you're just a young punk who knows nothing about whiskey. Um, and then I was also thinking about it, not relevant to whiskey, but being a father now who has a teenage daughter, um, my daughter had a part-time job in the summer there in hospitality. And I was, I was shocked to hear that she experienced some of this while waitressing, um, which, you know, again, just blows my mind. When she got that, it was from older guys as well, right? My point is, did your survey go in, into any detail about the, the age category of of who was doing this or was it just general because i'm quite interested to know that I, i'd like to think that let's call them the, the new age whiskey drinkers right they're a little bit more savvy than that and they, they don't go into it and this is more of like an old school thing i hope anyway 
Am I right in saying that or or do we not know? This particular survey didn't delve into the age of who was perpetrating. One thing we did ask is, is, is the question of, um, have you ever been asked if you even like whiskey while you're at work? So while you're making whiskey, while you're selling whiskey, while you're talking about whiskey, has somebody asked you, but do you actually like whiskey? And 80%, 80, I think it's 81% of women said that they had been asked that question while doing their job because it's unfathomable that a woman could actually like whiskey. Now, we asked them who that was coming from. Where did they find that people were asking that question the most? And they said it was a split, really, between trade and consumers. So it wasn't coming from one particular demographic. It's even the trade are asking that question. I personally was asked that question Mm -hmm. by a male distiller, an older male distiller, while I was judging a whiskey competition, I had a glass of whiskey in my hand. I was judging a very prestigious whiskey competition. He just asked me what I do in my background. And I said, oh, you know, I've been writing about whiskey for 15 years and I do this and that. And I've just started two businesses. He said, oh, but you actually like whiskey. Wow. <laughs> and I just, I was like, dude, <laughs> look around you. This is crazy. Um, so it happens more often than you think. Now we didn't ask men that question. We didn't, this, none of this survey was open to men. It was only really open to, to anyone who identifies as a woman. Now, if we had asked men, I think anecdotally, the reply would have been, yeah, I've been asked that question, but when I was much younger, which again, still plays into the stereotype of whiskey being an aspirational older man's drink. So again, we want to do more work on this survey. We want to do more work in finding out what the causes are behind a lot of this, where the perception is coming from, what can we do collectively and individuals to change things. We created the survey to get a little bit of data for a a seminar we did at a conference. I think we will do this again and we'll do it with a lot more detail to really, now we have this data we can dig into those numbers and really look at where the problem is coming from. So I want to I want to finish this on a positive note because I realise we we've dug into quite a serious um, topic here and it's it it needs to be talked about. But you can know, I for- can I can I can I just say before we do get to the positive note and I do want us to get to the positive note. <laughs> really interesting thing we want to talk about the scale of this problem. Okay. Yeah. The number there was a new story released today right, which was uh, around the number of female surgeons who've been sexually assaulted, and some have been assaulted while they're operating, which blows my mind (laughs) that that would even happen. Um, The number of women who, the number of female surgeons who have been, who experienced sexual harassment and have been sexually assaulted are fewer than the number of women working in whiskey who've been assaulted and experienced inappropriate behaviour it's the problem is worse in our industry than it is in the medical industry that just gives you an idea of the scale of the problem it's a big issue and it affects a lot of us and my my feeling is and there are no numbers to back this up this is just my gut feeling i would say when you consider the number of women working in marketing and pr roles as well the number of women in the industry is probably 50 50 on a par par with men. I don't know if you'd agree with that, Mitch. Mm -hmm. Do you think 70% 
of those women <laughs> have experienced sexual harassment. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. That's just, that's just crazy. But say so we need to do more work to find out more about where this problem is and 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 how what we can do to to fix things. So I mean, we, we've chatted about the Whiskey Foundation that you've that you've been doing with the mentorship, right? Which is a really positive aspect of of what's going on here. There must be some other positive stories that that you've had over the time when you've been looking at this. Um, you know, again, just to finish this on a, on a more positive note, when we we do the interview here, can you give us some examples of things that have happened to you over the last well, since we last chatted a year and a half ago, uh, that you've experienced? I tell you what, five five years ago when I started um, our whiskey, and it, back then it was just the campaign to raise awareness about the absence of women in marketing and advertising campaigns. At that point, we weren't taken seriously at all. We experienced people standing up halfway through our talk at conferences and walking out of the room because they didn't think it was of interest. Five years later, we're now seeing a lot more marketing campaigns with visibility and great representation of women, which is so important for changing the stereotype. I'm not talking about representation in a overly feminist way, just representation of women drinking whiskey is so important mm -hmm. we've seen a great uh, a massive uplift in that respect the foundation itself since we launched it a year and a half ago has had so much support from the industry i've really seen people trying to rally around the work that we're doing the image library we released uh, earlier this year we created a, a free stock image library which showcases diverse images of people drinking whiskey and for the first, it's the first time women have really been featured front and center of a, a campaign like this. And those images have been spread far and wide and used by the media and by whiskey companies to promote their whiskey, to talk about whiskey. It's been on front pages of newspapers, of magazines. And before that, the only images that existed were of aspirational white men in suits, sat at a bar with a cigar in hand. You know the type, you know the image. Now we've actually got proper images of real women drinking whiskey that anyone can use for free. And we're going to continue that campaign as well. And the right. support we've had from the industry for that has been amazing. So I think things are definitely changing. We're moving in the right direction. Um, I, I just, I think it will be slow going, but nothing worth fighting for happens overnight. It, it will take time and it will take a collective effort to, to really get to the point where, as I said earlier, we're completely irrelevant because we've achieved what we wanted to. Brilliant. Well, Becky, thank you so much for being on the show again. It's great to have you on as thank always. You. Before you go, quick plug. Absolutely. So any women or non-binary individuals who are interested in our mentorship program, you can head to ourwhiskeyfoundation.org and there will be all the information on there. Applications close at the end of September. So get that application in now uh forget like be confident don't talk yourself out of it and think that you're not worth applying for like applying for it do it just get your application in um and anyone who wants to support us and support the work that we do head to the same website there's a massive donate button on the home page so please just help us out we're a non-profit and we work on donations and support from the industry but thank, thank you to everybody for, for all the support that you're giving us. And uh, yeah, may it continue. Brilliant. Well, Becky, thanks for being on the show. Looking forward to having a dram with you next time you're up in Scotland. Hopefully that's sooner rather than later. 100%. See you in Speyside.
All right, Nicholas. So, what did you think of that, man? Quite a sort of sober uh, interview, I suppose, when it comes down to. It. I, I, I thought the industry. I think the industry has progressed, but you know, looking at these these results from this survey, seems like we're still not a hundred percent there yet. Let's you know, let's chat about some of our experiences as as ambassadors. Like, what have, what have you seen? What have you experienced? Well, first of all, I thought that was a, a great interview, and I think that it's a. This is a very kind of sobering. Uh, I don't want to use the word as an uncomfortable subject matter, but it should be an uncomfortable subject matter. Like mm-hmm. people should feel specifically the people that, that speak like this to, to women in the industry should be ashamed of themselves. So that's Makes first sense. and foremost. I loved, you know, when you talked about, you know, men having to speak up is it's, it's part of it as well. So, you know, we have a, you know, we, we don't just have a, we can't blindly stand by if we see behavior that we know is not not right, right? We need to step up and say and speak up for our for our, our co-workers uh, who are women or or, or even just if, if you're if you're there as a consumer and someone in the group that you're with is is inappropriate in any size, shape or fashion, whether it's verbally or physically to a woman in the industry, you need to speak up and, and, and tell people this, this isn't okay. And, and you need to apologize and you need to be better. And there's a job to be done, I think, specifically. There's two things here. I think there's there's consumer behavior, which is, you know, some of the things with if you're a female ambassador, a woman ambassador, or if you, you know, if you're a woman master blender and, and you've been in the receiving end of somebody, you know, saying something derogatory because you, you happen to be a woman that's very, very good at your job in the whiskey industry, then you know, that that kind of behavior is is is, is unacceptable. Mm. From the industry standpoint, I think that we have taken steps to 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 be more inclusive. You know, you, you, there are plenty of, of bigger whiskey brands out there that have actively taken steps to support uh, women in the industry and minorities in the industry. And that can only continue to add uh, better value and uh, who we are as an industry. But I still think, you know, we, we've, like I said, you know, before we started to roll here, like that, those are baby steps, right? We're, we're, yeah. we're, we, we can continue to get better. You know, I think being aware of the issues and then what we can do to help address the issues. And that's really the thing I think we need to focus on is what can we do as ambassadors of, of the industry to help uh, our co-workers and our counterparts uh, in this business to, to, to better have a voice that they've well earned themselves. Yeah, 100%. I think you're right. You know, I, I, when, it, when you look at the industry now, when we first started, if we roll the clock back 13, 14 years ago, the amount of female master blenders, ambassadors within the whiskey industry was, let's say, minimal. Yeah. Now it's it's increased tenfold, at least, you know, um, which which is, is is awesome to see, and 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 so may that continue. And I think you're right. When we look at the industry, it's done okay. Uh, I think that it's it it. It, it could do better, better, and it will do better. But I think where whiskey yep, yep. needs to be, to do better overall is these consumers, like you touched on. If you are an older guy listening to this podcast and you have ever done this behavior before, please stop listening. We're not interested. Like really, please stop doing it. No, I want you to keep listening. Just no, behave better. Be, be honestly, better. Yeah, be better. Stop doing right. it, but also fucking stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it, right? So just like, it, it's not okay. And it's not okay for, for, for anybody to feel uncomfortable in the workplace. Like we shouldn't have that as, as, a, as a starting point. But like, it's unnecessary, first and foremost, because I can guarantee you, if you're in the presence 
of a of a woman ambassador or a woman tour guide or a woman master blender, you're there as a fucking guest. That's what you're there as. You're there to taste the product that they have a hand in making. So show some respect, be courteous, and just be better. Like just be be a be a normal human being, like normal human beings are, because you you shouldn't your that kind of behavior wouldn't be tolerated in any other environment. And certainly, let me put it this way: if somebody came into your workplace and played a video of that back to your senior uh, management, how would you feel? And do you think you'd still have a job at the end of the day? Because yeah, yeah. no yeah. one should be made to feel inferior or or spoken down to or embarrassed or humiliated or touched inappropriately in their workplace just because they happen to be a woman in the whiskey business. That's, that's a nonsense. Yeah, no, totally. So, so guys, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. That's, you know, a little bit more, more of a song. learning episode. day. This was a day at school, man. It's just a school day. day. Yeah, yeah. Well, as it should be. And, you know, um, we always like to kind of do these episodes now and again, not always, but we think they're they're important. And and to talk about these these subjects within the whiskey industry, if we don't do it, then who will? Correct. And that's it. Look, we all have mothers. Some of us have sisters. Some of us have daughters. Some of us have wives and girlfriends. Just be respectful. Hmm. It's the least you can do. It, it literally is the least you can do. Unless you're that, talking no. to us, then you don't Unless have to Unless you're talking to us, yeah. Like, we, we, we've had these old dudes be dicks to us as well, but, like, it's just dickish. Like, stop being a dick your whole life. You're better than that. Like, just come along and drink whiskey. Stop being an arsehole. Stop being an arsehole, Jack. <laughs> Honestly, though, that's it, isn't it? Like, yeah. the, 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 like, we're all here to enjoy something that should be bringing people together. That's the whole point of whiskey. It brings 100%. people together for a shared passion point. Don't fuck it up for the rest of us by being an arsehole. Come along. Keep your mouth shut if you can't say something nice. Or if you do want to say anything at all, say thank you to your women host your women ambassador, your women master blender, your women tour guide, whoever that female in the industry happens to be, say thank you. It will go a long way. And on that note, we're going to jump down off our soapbox. Thank you for listening. This has been Not Another Whiskey Podcast. Bye. Bye.